This is Fire Rescue One Side Alpha Podcast, putting fire service leaders in front of hot topics facing firefighters today. Now here's the executive editor of FireRescueOne.com and FireChief.com, Chief Mark Bashore. Today we're talking about another topic that could have life and death consequences for us all. You know, sometimes in the fire service, our personal girth is confused with our functional worth. Any opportunity to help firefighters improve their physical and mental focus is an opportunity well taken. Joining us on the Side Alpha podcast is Jonathan Tate, a District of Columbia Fire and EMS firefighter and founder of Food on the Stove, a nonprofit that's working to improve the health of firefighters in the D.C. metro area and beyond. Jonathan, thanks for joining us here on the Side Alpha podcast today. Hey, Chief. How you doing today? Thank you for having me. I'm super grateful to be here, excited to talk to you today. Um, I've been looking forward to this conversation for about a week now, so uh, thank cool. you for having me. Yep, very good. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your schedule to join us. Before we dive into the discussion of health and wellness and the work of Food on the Stove, let's hear a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Side Alpha podcast is sponsored by L3 Harris Technologies. When the heat is on, you go all in, and L3 Harris will be right there with you. The XL Extreme 400P radio is tailor-made to meet the most rigorous fire standards. Learn more at L3Harris.com backslash fire. Jonathan, can you share a bit uh, about your background in the fire service and specifically your connection to health and wellness and why why this is a cause that's so close to your heart? Well, um, I've been a firefighter now in DC Fire and EMS for nine years. I'm a second generation firefighter. My father worked for DC Fire and EMS from 1956 and retired at the rank of deputy fire chief in 1989. Um, unfortunately, Nine years after he retired, he passed away after having multiple heart attacks and ended up passing away from cancer. Um, so so growing up and seeing my father in the fire service, I was drawn to the fire service. But also when I became a firefighter nine years ago and I saw how we were eating in the firehouse, I said to myself, this is potentially why my father was so sick. So <laughs> what I did is I started an organization called Food on the Stove. Uh, we provide tools and resources to help firefighters live a healthier lifestyle through enhanced nutrition and exercise. And as you know, and most people in the fire service know, food on the stove is actually a double entendre. It's the number one way that structure fires start due to food being left on the stove unattended. Yep. So I decided to take that phrase that firefighters hear all the time and say, let's pay more attention to the food that's on our stove that's ultimately killing us. Um, and we're here today. Five years ago, I started food on the stove and we seek to serve those who serve us every day. Uh, it's fantastic. And it's a genius uh, title and the catch on uh, let's pay attention to the food on our stove because we do spend a lot of time paying attention to, unfortunately, to the food on other people's stoves for different reasons. Indeed. You know, for, for years and years, the drama of television and movies uh, have helped drive the the uh, perceived narrative, at least, that firefighters mostly die and large conflagrations and collapses, when we know the real story is much different. Uh, can we talk a bit about the health situation in the fire service? Why are we seeing so many firefighters dying of cardiac events? Uh, well, or, or, or cardiovascular events altogether? Well, one of the things we share with the firefighters is that um, you have to control the controllable. 
You can't control sleep deprivation, hazardous environments, or stress of the job. So the best way to combat heart disease and other ailments in the fire service are through diet and exercise. We're the only occupation that cooks all three meals at, while at work. So while there's a lot of good meals, they're not necessarily good for you. So we want firefighters to be more proactive about their health. One of the things going back to um, my dad that affected me so much and why I started food on the stove, all of us as in the fire service look towards this pension. We're one of the few occupations that still receive a, a great pension. And while that pension is great, uh, there's some things that people don't really understand about the pension. In order for you and your family to re really receive the benefits of it, it's best if you stay alive. So what, what affected my family was that my dad retired as a deputy fire chief in Washington, D.C. at 80 percent of his pension, which was great money in um, 1998, uh, from 89 to 98 before he passed away. Um, but when you pass away, your spouse gets half of what you worked for. So it got cut from 80 percent to 40 percent. Um, my mom is 18 years younger than my dad. So for every year younger, it's one percent deducted. So we went from an 80% lifestyle to a 22% lifestyle. And I always tell firefighters, had my father known that uh, how his health would have affected his family financially, he would have invested just as much in his health as he did as in, in his retirement or his 457 plan or 501k or whatever have you. Um, so I think that's important. I often tell people that food on the stove was started by a 15 year old boy who didn't realize he missed his father that much until he got into the fire service. So um, I think it's important. That's one of the things we're fighting for, that you not just make it to retirement, but you get the opportunity to actually enjoy your retirement. And that's what drives me um, on a daily basis to see firefighters live a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, did you did you do any uh, research um, or, or what? Beyond seeing your father, did you do research or find uh, information that we can point people to that confirms this cardiovascular problem? I mean, I think we've all heard it. But yeah, well, in 2018, 44% of all firefighters who died in the line of duty died from a heart attack. Yeah. Um, we also see some studies shown that 10 to 15, uh, the life expectancy for a firefighter is 10 to 15 years less than every other employee in America. And what I shared with you before, just the fact that we're the only occupation that cooks all three meals at work um, without necessarily specific time lunch breaks, um, all of these things affect uh, can potentially affect your health. So um, those are the things that I looked into. But I will be remiss to say that um, it wasn't so much the facts that drove me to start Food on the Stove. I always tell people um, that food on the stove was a God-given vision. I saw a need in the fire service, and I knew how it affected me as a child. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then once I got on the fire service, I actually uh, was was um, fortunate to know Lieutenant Kevin McCray. Didn't know him very well, and I'm not sure. I'm sure, pretty sure you may have heard of his story. He was the hundredth member to die in the line of duty um, from DC Fire and EMS, and he died from a heart attack. And yeah. seeing that let me know that uh, there was a need that needed to be, there was something that needed to be addressed and health and wellness was something we had to pay more attention to in the fire service. Yeah, no, it was a powerful time. Um, I actually came to that scene and uh, assisted the department, uh, the DC department that time with some of the recovery work there. So that definitely was a powerful time on a uh, kind of a mid-rise fire where uh, everybody else made it out okay. And while he made it out, he didn't make it out okay. So, uh, 
yeah, powerful. Uh, that was a powerful day for sure. So seizing on uh, the opportunity for maybe New Year's resolutions, um, maybe we can resolve to re-image our approach uh, to health. So if that is a, a resolution, if you will, that maybe firefighters are out there making, what simple steps uh, do you advise or can you advise firefighters uh, on trying to make another run at a healthier lifestyle? Because I don't think anybody sets out. So as I ask that question, I don't think anybody sets out to have an unhealthy lifestyle. I think, Correct. you know, they, they, they get into it. So if we're going to resolve to reimage the approach to health, what simple steps can you give firefighters? Well, first, let me say we never tell people from food on the stove of what to eat. Uh, we, we simply want to introduce you to some healthier options. So one of the things I want to say to firefighters is everything in moderation, right? Um, we, we realize the struggle of being on shift work and working for 24 hours and just the relationship that we have with food in this country. Um, food is used for celebration. It's used when we're down. It's used when we're up. Um, so, so we understand that we have this unique relationship with food. But what we want firefighters to understand is that uh, food is really designed to fuel your body. So we have to look at food a little bit differently than we've always that we than we have um, in the past. One of the things that that we know is that um, as firefighters, you don't have the luxury to eat the same way as everybody else or in another occupation, how they do. You can't eat fast food every day because your heart, your job depends so much on your heart operating properly. So we want you to fuel your body properly. One of the things we ask firefighters when we do our classes is that if you had a Lamborghini, um, what type of, or any luxury vehicle, uh, sports vehicle, what type of fuel would you put in it? And of course the response is always 93 octane. I want to put the best. And when I ask them why, I say, why would you put that in, the, in there? And they say, well, of course I wanted to run properly. I wanted to run at an optimal level and run how it was designed to run. And I say, well, we, we have to look at our bodies the same way. Your body is, Food is used to fuel your body so that you can accomplish the goals that uh, you have set out to accomplish. Um, and it's the same way. Our, our bodies are designed to take the nutrients from food and eliminate the waste. But part of the problem that we're having is that we're not eliminating the waste. Therefore, food is sitting in our bodies the same way as food will sit in a trash can and you're not taking it out. What happens? It will, it will rot. It will start decay and it will start smelling. And what we need to do is make sure that you're adding the right things to your diet so that your body is breaking those things down so that they don't sit in your body and eventually cause disease. So I think one of the things is just being proactive about our health. One thing we do know is that you can't outwork a bad diet. So what you eat is super important. What you're putting in your body is super important. And we want you to add more vegetables, more leafy greens, and not so much focus on uh, just the, the calories but also the chemicals. What are types? Of, what do the the foods have in them that you're actually putting in? And we want you to kind of lean more towards whole foods, things that may not have a label on them. Yeah, that was a pretty powerful uh, analogy you made there of the food sitting in your gut and rotting. I mean, uh, you know, if somebody needs an image to help uh, maybe flip their mind a little bit, just dwell on that for a minute. Uh, that food that's not getting processed right in your body, just sitting there and rotten like a stale trash can. So a pretty powerful image. And um, I appreciate that you don't tell people necessarily what to eat. 
that you're looking at those healthier um, those healthier options. So how about let, let's talk about that three meals again. You know, as you've mentioned a couple of times that firefighters the only occupation that cooks the three meals of their own. And um, if if we look at a lot of the excuses that we hear, I don't have time to do this. Um, you know, we're so busy, we don't have time to do anything but stop at the uh, drive-through. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're so busy, we don't have time to do anything but stop at the drive-through or uh, something to that effect. What do you see and, you know, what can you help firefighters understand the long-term implications of that continued negligence to your to yourself? And I call it negligence because we're doing it knowingly. Um, what kind of long-term consequences to someone's health do we see that's driving a lot of this problem and therefore driving food on the stove? Well, one of the biggest things that you'll hear, not just in the fire service, just in this country, is the, the biggest excuse, or I don't even want to call it an excuse. I like to say a reason, mm-hmm. um, is that health, eating healthy costs too much, right? And while that has some truth to it, one of the, my responses is always, you either pay for the food or you're going to pay for the medication, but you don't escape life not paying for one, right? And for food on the stove and myself, I want you to pay for the food rather than having to be sick and the doctor telling you what you can't what you can no longer eat anymore. And uh, in terms of what I share with firefighters, I I think the biggest thing we we all need a why. Why why do I need to eat healthy? Because most people in the fire service, it's sad, but we care about the public so much, but we don't put enough care into ourselves. So we see uh, PTSD rising, we see heart disease rising, we see cancer rising for whatever reasons. Um, so we we do need to take better care of ourselves so we can continue to take care of the public. But I think the best thing that I can share is my story. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I shared it a little bit earlier, but I, I want to be completely transparent and uh, sharing that when my father passed away, um, it affected my family financially. The first time I actually heard my mom say no or heard somebody say no uh, was when my father passed because his thing was, you know, I've worked hard and if you do what you're supposed to do in school and take care of the needs and your things around the house, I'll take care of you. And he was a great father and always was there, but he died at a very pivotal moment in my life um, at 15. And the first time I heard no, it led me to do some things that I'm not necessarily proud of um, and end up having getting in, uh, getting involved and end up with a few drug charges, um, which is something that I'm not proud of. But being as though it wasn't so much the money I needed, I needed his influence there. And I think if we can get firefighters to see that your decision of not taking care of yourself now could potentially impact your child or your wife or whoever in the future, I think that's enough reason alone because we know firefighters love their families. We know people in general love their families. And I think that has to be the driving force, uh, something bigger than yourself to know that you can see your grandkids one day, um, that you can continue to for our uh, women firefighters. They can have healthy pregnancies and see their grandkids. Um, and, And unfortunately, my father wasn't able to see that. So what I'm fighting for is not just for firefighters right now. I'm fighting for 
their families as well. I often say that fit, uh, Food on the Stove was started by a 15 year old boy who didn't realize he missed his father until he got into the fire service. That was the first time um, at 30 years old, I got into the fire service and I realized how much I missed my dad. I was struggling during the classes and I said, um, I needed somebody to talk to. I needed somebody to reaffirm me and tell me that everything was gonna be okay. And my father wasn't there at the moment. And uh, what I want to do is uh, to help firefighters live far beyond their retirement and food on the stove gives me that opportunity to serve those who serve us every day. Excellent. And, and helping firefighters uh, learn how to not neglect their health is important. And just like our health, we don't want to neglect our sponsors. Let's hear another word from today's sponsor. When safety is the top priority, you need more than just a radio. Meet the XL Extreme 400P, tailor-made to meet the most rigorous fire standards. This radio withstands blasts of heat up to 1,700 degrees and repeated 3-meter drops. Built with materials from their space division and their tactical comms, this is one tough radio that you're going to need. Schedule a demo today at l3harris.com backslash contact dash US. Jonathan, let's talk a bit about the uh, nonprofit Food on the Stove, so specifically about the business. Um, if you were explaining to someone who you were and what you do, maybe you were looking for an investor or someone to contribute or whatever, what would your elevator pitch to them be about you know, who you are and what you do? Okay, um, that's interesting because I, I think I say this probably all the time, and I probably said a lot of it in our conversation, but... Food on the Stove is a firefighter-founded 501c3 nonprofit organization that provides tools and resources to help firefighters live a healthier lifestyle through enhanced nutrition and exercise. What most people don't know is the leading causes of death among firefighters is heart disease. The life expectancy for a firefighter is said to have been 10, 10 to 15 years less than every other employee in America, and we're the only occupation that cooks all three meals while at work. And while there's a lot of good meals, they're not necessarily good for you. So Food on the Stove seeks to help firefighters be more proactive about their health through education and simply providing healthier food and putting healthier uh, food on firehouse tables. So yeah. that would be my my elevator pitch. But to go, if I may, may I go a little more in depth sure. on what we actually sure. do? Yeah. Um, so one of the unique things that Food on the Stove has done is that we've created a program called Farm to Firehouse. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Blue Apron or HelloFresh. Mm, yeah, I have heard the words, yes. Yeah, so it's it's a meal delivery service that you can get the recipe and all the ingredients delivered directly to your house. Um, but it's in those business models, there's one house that they neglected, and that's the firehouse. So that's where Food on the Stove came in. And for every $10 we raise, it goes to the protein produce and packaging of the meal. So our first recipe was Peruvian chicken, roasted sweet potatoes and coleslaw, a 640 calorie meal that we packaged all the ingredients up in the box and we delivered it to every firefighter and firehouse in DC. The program was a huge success. It was funded by Giant. Uh, it's been funded by United Healthcare, Verizon, and as a recent Amazon Web Services. And to expand this program, what Food on the Stove has done is to develop an app. This app now allows firehouses to order our meal boxes. We have three recipes, honey glazed salmon, Peruvian chicken flank steak, um, and it's all under 700 calories. So they can order between Sunday and Tuesday. We receive the order and we deliver it to every firehouse um, that, that places the order on Friday morning. 
So we're, we are able to upload the staffing into our app and this app will be beta tested in um, January. And we hope that this is something that can that we can take across the country. That's a it's a pretty phenomenal service there. Is that uh, and I think you just answered my question, because as people listen to this, you know, we have an international audience. Um, is this something that for the time being is only limited to the Washington, D.C. area just because of your bandwidth or is it available everywhere? Yeah, well, right now it's only we're beta testing it in the D.C. area. Okay. Um, but our goal is to branch out. I think we just have to figure out what the departments um, and the unions, the infrastructure behind it, because ultimately we you know your fire department better than we do. Sure. So we need to identify those members who are passionate about health and wellness. And we simply can give you the blueprint and we can fund the project behind it. But ultimately, with this with this project, we want it to be self-sustainable. So one of the unique things that we're trying to do here in D.C. is we're trying to purchase an old historic firehouse and we want to convert it into a community market. Every dollar that spends in that market will fund our farm to firehouse program. So yeah. on the first floor, we'll have a market with a butcher shop, fishmonger, where you can get sustainably sourced fish, your fresh produce, light fair food. In the second floor bunk room, what we'll do is create that into be a commercial kitchen where every package, farm to firehouse package, is packaged up and delivered um, to firehouses. And we believe this will help food on the stove be self-sustainable because now we have generated some revenue to continue to fund our project. But also we can look at firehouses across the country that are shutting down and repurpose them for food resource centers, um, as well as using them to um, continue to supplement the cost of, of meals in the firehouse. Uh, that's a it's a phenomenal opportunity there, and um, I, I applaud you on on looking uh, way outside the proverbial box of how to help firefighters uh, improve their health. So, you know, switching gears just a bit. Um, you know, I've become a fitness nut over the years, and I want to recognize that you know what you're doing isn't just about uh, nutrition. I mean, ultimately, uh, changing people's lifestyle is what we're talking about, which includes fitness as well. Um, mm-hmm. How do you work fitness or a fitness component into your program? So, so we we are doing. We've done uh, partner with O2X in the past um, for a concept we call natural ordinary athlete because we believe that firefighters are athletes. So we do fitness workshops. We're working on our first 5K. For next year, the pandemic has slowed us down a bit uh, in terms of gathering people together to do um, fitness initiatives. Um, but what we what we focus on so right now is that um, our, our your, your your food intake, because what we do know, as I shared earlier, is that you can't outwork a bad diet. But fitness is super important. So as it stands right now, we want you to get out. We want you to get moving. We want you to exercise. But we are looking to put together some fitness events and partner with some other organizations to help us along that road um, so that we can make sure that firefighters are able to do their jobs efficiently and effectively. Okay, and if um, if there are people who um, want more information, is there a a website or an email that you can give them that uh, they can they can reach out for more information or they can just research your Sure. Um, And we produce a ton of content. I would love for you all to go to our website in which we have a documentary on heart disease that focuses on Lieutenant Kevin McRae and the incident that happened that claimed his life. So you can find that on our website 
at food, F-O-O-D, on the stove dot org. We can be found on Twitter at food on the stove underscore Instagram food on the stove DC. And you can find us on Facebook at food on the stove. Well, that's pretty straightforward. Food on the stove. It is. So uh, I appreciate that. You mentioned a little bit about funding, but uh, I think you just scratched the surface. Uh, And I want to kind of put two pieces together here. One, you've talked about why you started but maybe there's someone else who's thinking, you know what, this this helps me spin an idea up. How did you get started with the the whole formative, you know, deciding to form a 501c3? And where does the funding come from currently? Like I said, you mentioned the one partnership you had with uh, with with one of the local stores and you've had some fitness partnerships. But how you got started and where's the funding come from? So it's funny, uh, I think I shared with you that uh, this vision is uh, comes from God first. I will be remiss to say to to not tell everybody that. And he gave me a vision to serve firefighters. So uh, what I did was I would work overtime and I would take the the money that I worked overtime. Of course, I asked my wife first. Um, Yeah, yeah, I get it. (laughs) I took the money that I made from overtime and I would simply go to the farmer's market and I would buy food for firehouses. And nobody understood at the moment what I was doing. Like, why would you just go to the firehouse and buy food? So I would buy grass-fed steaks. I would buy uh, local sweet potatoes. I would buy broccolini or asparagus or some type of leafy greens. And I would take it to a firehouse. And they were like, you just treating us to dinner? And I was like, yeah, I want you all to eat healthier. And this is my contribution. And I had the whole idea of food on the stove in my mind, but had yet to form a 501c3 about it. It was simply about serving and simply about doing what God had called me to do. Um, so my prayer was, is that um, that God would make this self-sustainable um, because I knew I couldn't keep working overtime and I knew my wife wasn't going to keep letting me take money out of the household. So what 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 God ended up answering my prayer. Um, and we haven't had to use our own money since. We have been funded um, as I shared earlier, Amazon Web Services, Giant, United Healthcare, Marriott have been super generous, but not those names are all great. But this organization has been really built on the back of, backs of firefighters. They have responded well that they're not just investing in their health. They have decided to invest in food on the soul. So we get a ton of donations on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis from people um, all over the country, not just in D.C., but people all over the country have responded to this messaging and to help us with this mission of creating a healthier fire service. Um, And I'm super grateful uh, for their support. So moving forward, uh, I I always want this to be free for firefighters. It's going to be extremely difficult to get a firefighter to invest because we want to expose firefighters to healthier options. We don't want to say, hey, don't eat this, don't eat that. But if we can expose you to healthier options, I think, and healthier recipes, I think the next 20 years down the line, we can now see different food being made in the firehouse than it was when I first came on the job. So we want to see them making oatmeal in place of sausage gravy or salads instead of hot, hot dogs and hamburgers at lunchtime. And the dinners can pretty much stay the same and we can just add some more leafy greens um, and, and not to say any of those other things are bad, but in moderation. 
So all of these programs that we have are completely free to firefighters. And as I shared with our Farm to Firehouse program, for every $10 we raise, it goes to the pro protein, produce, and packaging of the meal. And, and we've had a lot of support in that. And we hope we continue to get support because I never plan on charging firefighters for this. If anybody will pay for it, it will be the departments um, because we believe that um, that the firefighters pay for their own meal out of pocket and we we want to honor them by helping them supplement that call so they, they can get healthier meals since they serve us every day. Good stuff, man. What's next for Food on the Stove? Uh, well, we'll be beta testing the app uh, starting in January to see uh, how firefighters are taking to it, if they're utilizing it, and if they're liking the meals and the recipes. We also have a study coming up that we're doing where we take uh, five firefighters and we provide three meals a day for 30 days for them. So we do their blood work at the beginning and then we do their blood work at the end to see the effects that food is, the positive effect that food is having on their bodies. And the ultimate goal of this program is that when a member is placed off of duty due to health concerns, they can voluntarily enter our, our program and Food on the Stove will provide three meals a day for 30 days to that member to see if we can get your member back to work faster um, than the average time, but also deliver a healthy member back to you. And hopefully this will lower premiums. This will uh, keep the departments from having to backfill positions for a long period of time because now this member has a guide of how um, how to live a healthier lifestyle and hopefully they will continue to carry that on. Um, another project that we're working on is in acquiring an old historic firehouse um, to turn into a community market. So that's where our focus is. And our focus is always going to be on serving firefighters. So any opportunity we get is uh, to serve firefighters, we will. On Christmas Day, we have an opportunity to work with Chief Smedley in Alexandria to feed all of his members. So the members got to choose, the members working on Christmas Day got to choose between a surf and turf meal or a smoked Cornish hen meal. So we'll be delivering 70 plus meals to Alexandria firefighters on uh, Christmas day. So we're excited about that. Uh, it just so happens I will be in the DC area on Christmas day. So uh, we may have to check into a meal there. Uh, recognizing <laughs> that this will play, that this will play after Christmas. You'll never know folks whether I did it or not. Uh, Jonathan, if you had uh, any final thoughts or, uh, you know, one or two things that we haven't talked about that you want to leave our listeners with, what would it be? Um, firefighters serve the community. It's time for the community to serve them. Uh, we want to make sure that we are taking care of our first responders. It can be a very thankless job at times. Uh, they don't necessarily, it's, it's hard to say that you can't put a dollar amount on running into a burning building or seeing some of the things that these men and women see. So we want to take this opportunity that you partner with us so that we can continue to serve those who serve us. And we appreciate your support. Thank you. Outstanding. I appreciate it, Jonathan. Uh, recapping some of what we talked about today and uh, one of the more information packed um, podcasts that we've had in a while here, we talked about controlling the controllable through diet and exercise. And uh, about cooking meals that are good and good for you. Jonathan talked about uh, pensions, and uh, we, you know, we specifically talked about 44% of the firefighters in uh, 2019 having died from heart attacks, not from the sensational. So we talked about pensions and uh, how, uh, you know, in order to receive the pension, it's better to be alive. There's a whole lot of truth to that. 
Uh, we talked about uh, healthier options for food and uh, about how if we could just think for a minute about food for our body, like gas for our car engines and how that high octane fuel grade for the high um, high octane cars is important to the performance of the car. Well, food's the same way for your body. It's just as important for the body to have the right fuel to help process correctly. One of the taglines that Jonathan talked about was pay for the food now. Specifically, we were talking about how um, some people may use the reason that they don't eat healthy because it's expensive. Well, the tagline was pay for the food now or pay for the medication later. Great piece there. Uh, care for yourselves like we care for the public. And we talked about how those unhealthy decisions will affect you and your family years down the road. So it's pretty powerful stuff. Uh, then we got into a beta program that's underway and specifically uh, the farm to firehouse program that is free to firefighters and a beta program that they're working on uh, to uh, have this available on an app only in the DC area right now, but with a target to go national with this, you know, that's, this is a pretty significant program to have prepackaged meals uh, delivered to firefighters uh, in, you know, on an entire shift. It's a pretty ambitious program. So it'd be very interesting to watch that program unfold. Uh, then we talked about fitness, a little bit about fitness and how some previous partnerships with O2X and uh, other workshops and how uh, they were planning a 5K and uh, the different pieces that go into that, recognizing that COVID did get in the way of uh, allowing a lot of these things to come together. Uh, he did give the website there, www.foodonthestove.org. You have to listen to the podcast to get the rest of the social media tags there, but www.foodonthestove.org. We talked about some of the funding mechanisms and uh, the great partnerships he's had with Giant, Amazon, and others, but most specifically, and, and he's proud of the donations directly from firefighters from all over the country that helped sustain the program that, by the way, started out of his own pocket. Uh, so this is something, uh, a labor of love, uh, a labor um, of uh, a, a God-given love. And uh, ultimately now uh, it, it, it is becoming self-sustaining through the donations and through the partnerships that they have coming up. Uh, we indicated they have the upcoming app, but they're also going to have some upcoming health assessments with the intention to uh, help firefighters get back to work in a healthier state than we currently do. Uh, and ultimately, we talked about how, it, you know, it's just not too late to turn the tide. That's all the time we have uh, today. We've been talking with firefighter Jonathan Tate from the nonprofit Food on the Stove. This is Mark Bashore, executive editor for FireRescueOne.com and FireChief.com. Have a great day on purpose. Keep safe, stay smart, and take care.